tell your friends, the Mark and Max Show is back and better than ever. Are you ready? LifeRadio.fm, Mark and Max Show, day after a holiday. Yep. Mark, the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday, it's, uh, it's one of those holidays that in our lifetime, we've watched it grow and change yeah. because we're both young enough to remember uh, when it was a battle for the states to actually recognize it. True. Yeah. And I remember when I was working uh, for a company called Amaron, uh, it, one of the companies that later uh, became part of the iHeartMedia, you know, right. as it yeah. jumbled them all together. And uh, this company called Amaron was a candy company out of St. Louis. They owned some radio stations. And when I went to work for them, they gave you the option. You could take Martin Luther King Jr.'s uh, holiday off or your birthday. Hmm. That was how that holiday was treated. Yeah, that's interesting. And, you know, all these years later, it's like now it's like a real holiday. And thing is, conversely, it's that way about November 11th now, uh, Veterans Day. Hmm. Yeah. That that holiday has finally gained what I think it should have had all along, which is actual holiday status. Because I remember a day when you would go to work and they'd be like somebody going, is there a parade downtown? I see a bunch of old guys in uniforms. What is this? (laughs) Oh, it's Armistice Day or, you know, whatever. (laughs) <laughs> but anyway, so had the day off yesterday and now yeah. back at it for, we got the four day work week and then Mark is off for a week. So yeah. there you go. Wow. Talk about a Swiss, a Swiss cheese schedule. Wow. Yeah. Our buddy, okay. uh, our buddy Scott Dawson, uh, and his team will be coming back from the Smoky mountains today. They, uh, oh yeah. Uh, yeah. They're, or is it yesterday? No, it was yesterday. They, so they're, they're all fussing at their alarm clocks right now because <laughs> because wow. they've been oh yeah but uh you just don't understand until you've done that whole thing and i did for 10 years where you you just oh, yeah. you don't sleep much you're, you're on the go almost no. all the time and and anyway i've been seeing a lot of pictures from youth groups today on my facebook feed from uh mm-hmm. from uh gatlinburg and the surrounding areas with lots of snow and kids having fun and and sessions indoors with uh, with speakers and stuff, and they, that's what they do on the holiday on this holiday weekend. Yep. They, they all it. those kids go at bus loads and and van loads of kids headed up there. I don't know how many they had, but I know they had. I think it was right around twelve hundred decisions for Christ. So, wow! Yeah, it's huge. It's absolutely and that's huge. A, to add the cherry, that's a lot of churched kids yes. by the way yes we'll get more into that in a couple of minutes it is the mark and mag show day after the holiday thanks for joining us tell a friend life radio.fm mark and mag show hopefully you had a good uh, holiday weekend had a chance to reflect on things i hope you know mark one thing and i i know we don't we try to avoid the political quag um, on this program, on this particular place that you can listen to. We want you to have the enjoyment of the day. But the Martin Luther King Jr. holiday and the I Have a Dream speech are very, you know, when you think MLK, you think I have a dream. Right. And there was so much more to the man's life and career and everything else. But even just getting down to I have a dream. Right. That one day my children will be judged by the content of their character, not the color of their skin. And we watched that become a reality in our lifetime, you know, where people were colorblind all of a sudden there, you know, you don't wreck, you don't see color. We're just all, we're a great big melting pot. We all come from different places. We're not, you know, black, white, we're, we are all blended. And that was kind of a good thing. It was the one thing that brought us all together. Now I find out that if I say I'm colorblind, that means I'm racist. If I say that the United States is a melting pot, I'm a racist. Mm -hmm. If I actually say I believe in that dream, I'm a racist. And I will tell you that that is wrong. It's wrong thinking. And that makes me a racist. So there you go. I thought I'd just throw that out there. It's ridiculous, Mark, that we in our lifetime have gone from having segregated schools in our lifetime now, meaning black kids went here, white kids went there. And now we, we oh, went past all that. We integrated all the schools, so everybody went everywhere. And now we have people saying, I will not sit in that cafeteria at that table if white people are over there. Hmm. Yeah. That's saw, where, and if you challenge that, you're a racist. I saw that quote, that Martin Luther King Jr., that, that, that quote earlier. That uh, and below it, it said uh, on Twitter, it said, uh, 
when this was said, those who objected were white supremacists. Today, those who object to it are all in favor of critical race theory. Yep. And that's where we are. LifeRadio.fm, The Mark and Mac Show. And when Mark sends me a story that says, man saw UFO and shadow people, I'm thinking, you must have been listening to like old Art Bell shows from the 80s or 90s, man. No, I just know I haven't you, seen and those. I, you and I both have. That's why I know it's a good story. Yep. That's, it's so funny because back in the day, you know, and we've talked about this before, but when you've been doing radio as long as we have, we... Uh, I remember driving to work, you know, and you're in the middle of the night. So you're listening to whatever talk radio stuff, you know, you can get on the AM band. Yeah. And it was always Art Bell. It seemed like, you know, late at night. And it was like, sometimes he had the craziest stuff. And the way he did his interview though, you never knew. Does he really believe this guy? I mean, it's like he treated, he treated those guys just like he treated a guy saying I was standing next to the man on the grassy knoll. Right. You know, that kind of thing. It was just, if crazy. He, so. If he thought they were nuts, you never knew it. Then that was no. The, the, you, that I, was the beautiful thing about it. Yeah, it was. And I thought <laughs> I wish I could do that. And I've tried, but you know, it just yeah, at a certain point you're going. Okay. Let me introduce you to a uh, clown with a rubber chicken. <laughs> uh, have you had your meds checked, sir? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, an airman good. has witnessed a UFO while he was guarding nuclear weapons at a U.S. Air Force base, and he adds that he's seen shadow people at similar installations. Former USAF nuclear weapons technician Adrian Reister said that uh, between 2003 and 2007, he was stationed at Whiteman Air Force Base in Missouri, where he would guard, maintain, and move nuclear weapons. He said that while performing his duties, he saw a glowing orb hovering above a nearby tree line before flying off. 37-year-old Adrian said it couldn't have been one of their planes because he knew them all extensively, and he added that while he was training at a similar station, he came face-to-face with a terrifying six-foot shadow person. Speaking to Liberation Times, that's a popular paper. You know the Liberation Times, don't you? (laughs) He said, said, I noticed a light or orb hovering along the top of the tree line. I thought it was just a star at the time, but as I continued surveilling the area, the light slash orb shot above the treetops and hung there for some time. Maybe it was a satellite, I thought. But then, just as Mm -hmm. a transport team arrived to secure the weapon, the orb bounced a little in the sky and then shot to the left, heading north, then shot 90 degrees straight up and disappeared. He said he had a similar experience at the base sometime later, noting that he saw a single glowing orb, glowing with what he describes as a yellowish-white color. But that isn't the strangest experience he had while stationed at the nuclear base. In the summer of 2006, while working a night shift, maintaining a dummy practice bomb, the nuclear weapons tech encountered what he describes as a shadow person. First, he heard footsteps, but not the familiar sound of one of his Air Force comrades in standard-issue combat boots. The mystery intruder appeared to be padding around the high-security base barefooted. After hearing the footsteps a couple of times, he got up to investigate and had a chilling encounter with something that was not entirely human. He says, I saw what I can't really describe as other than a black mass in the shape of a person standing at six feet. Not really a shadow, but something that was slightly blurry and didn't reflect any light. Hmm. Let's see here. I'm looking. Um, <laughs> no, I I thought that that name sounded familiar, but he's not the guy that was in the Bigfoot documentary. So I guess we could believe him. I, I don't know. I mean, the well, dude did uh, part of his part of his job was guard, maintain and, quote, move nuclear weapons, yeah. unquote. Mm-hmm. So we know that UFOs are attracted to nuclear weaponry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'll tell you one thing. This guy will be on the History Channel before you know it. <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And we do appreciate you listening and ask that you share it with a friend, neighbor. You know, if you've got a Sharpie, you know, one of the permanent markers, find a small child and just put LifeRadio.fm. That's all you get. put it on their forehead. And, you know, 
That way, you'll always know what, you know, <laughs> you've shared the gospel. <laughs> and if the neighbors say, Mommy. what's up with your kid's head? You can say, well, you never, I, I left a Sharpie out. It's my fault. Yeah. <laughs> he was practicing writing uh, backwards and, you know, we using had, a mirror. We had that story about the kid yeah. that wrote his name on his face a few weeks ago, remember? That's what happened here. Oh, yeah? Yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Just being creative. Get off his back, man. Right. By the way, did you go to... LifeRadio.fm, you know, come on. <laughs> All right, Mark, a California city mm-hmm. may use lasers, lasers. to combat mm-hmm. nuisance crows. Yeah, thousands you know, of crows. I thought this said nuisance cows at first, <laughs> not crows. When I read it, it was cows. And I thought, let's get a truck. Mark and I are on the way. We'll take care of those cows that are such a nuisance. That's right. <laughs> and then we'll be having the first annual Mark and Mac show barbecue. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. Thousands of cows in this California city. They're a public nuisance. Uh, it's turning kids. They're into not a, cows. They're crows, Mark. They're crows. I got yeah. you messed up now. You did. Crows. Well, I'm sorry. Cows would be a public nuisance. I apologize. Too. And you, you know how many stories I pass every day about livestock loose in some town? Oh, yeah. I know. Because I'm making notes of them going, how far is it? You know? <laughs> anyway, these crows have become a public nuisance. They're turning into a potential high-tech uh, solution. Now, lasers. Residents of Sunnyvale said the... Can I just stop here for a moment? Sunnyvale? Yeah. That sounds like a movie mm-hmm. city's name, a movie town name. <laughs> yes, In it Sunnyvale, does. California, where everyone is perfect. Uh, residents mm. of Sunnyvale said the, crow, the crows... See, this you've got me so messed up, I'm now saying it crowds. The crows frequently are seen <laughs> flocking over the downtown area, covering sidewalks and outdoor seating areas with their droppings. Uh, locals also complained that the crows create a large amount of noise at night with their calls. Um, Vice Mayor Alyssa Cisneros says... Uh, we have Calif- uh, Caltrain right here, <laughs> the train line. We have Caltrain right here. Mm-hmm. It actually competes with Caltrain in terms of noise pollution in the downtown area. Oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> Those are some loud birds. Mayor Larry yeah. Klein said the city has tried numerous methods of driving the birds away, but none showed any long-term success. Um, we've tried multiple things. In the past, we've had falcons. We've put reflectors in our trees. Nothing seems to help. Try tinfoil hats next. The city is preparing to start a pilot program to test green lasers to drive the crows away. Uh, the mayor says it's uh, it's far better than spending hundreds of dollars to spray wash the sidewalks every few weeks or spray wash Murphy Avenue because of that health risk. Officials with the Audubon Society said they're worried about the plan, though. Uh, Matthew Dotter, he's an executive director of the Santa Clara Valley Audubon Society, says, I have real concerns about the use of lasers. Lasers can blind the birds, which is a death sentence for the birds because they can't see, they can't fly or feed properly. That is the goal, Mr. Daughter. You know, <laughs> That's pretty much the point. How do you expect point? us to get rid of them? <laughs> LifeRadio.fm, the Mark and Mac show. And by the way, it yesterday, MLK Junior Day um, in Alabama, it was a snow day, which... Yeah. Kind of interesting because I think just for the fun, a number of school systems decided to cancel school for Monday on Sunday night, you know, mm. because if it rains and the temperature is in the thirties, they'll cancel school in a heartbeat or have a, lay, oh, yeah. a delay, you know? Right. And, uh, so Sunday I'm sitting there asking Hannah, Hey, if they cancel school, she goes, I don't know. And they're like, wait a minute. It's a holiday. It's a there holiday. No they don't school, have it anyway. You know? Yeah. <laughs> but you know, but still, you know, I, I told you this earlier, but, uh, Hannah wanted to go up to bald rock in mm. Chiha. Mm-hmm. and you know it's a beautiful place been up there many times actually uh, shot some scenes from the movie prodigal up there and i just hadn't been up there in a long time but she was like well there will be snow you know up on Chiha." i'm like i i abc 3340 <laughs> I know, yeah. meteorologist james yeah. span has a camera there you know yes, i know and yeah. i and you're like oh yeah right I told, <laughs> yeah and I was like, but, you know, we didn't even get snow. I mean, I, a lot of places in Alabama did. We did not where I live. Yeah. And so I was like, well, you know, she wanted to go up there during the snow. And I'm like, well, baby, you know, it doesn't matter if you got four-wheel drive. Um, ice is ice, you yeah, know. It's yeah. like, so anyway, but they closed the road. So I was like, oh, thank you. But uh, she wanted to go up there yesterday. And I thought, you know what? A little family fun. But let's go. And so we went. And all the way up, there was no snow. And right when you get ready to turn into the parking lot to go and pay for your, you know, fees to go in the park and to walk it, but all of a sudden there's snow everywhere. 
it was the weirdest thing, Mark. It was almost like a line in the sand, you know, don't cross this line. And there was snow, and so we were able to walk around in it and play in it for a little while. And, you know, it was just, a, it was a lot of fun. It was surprisingly good fun. I did not know that, you know, we had that type of uh, situation with it. I just didn't realize it. That's cool. I feel so stupid now, Mark. <laughs> I feel like I, all my other children have been let down by dad, you know? Yeah, but you're learning lessons. That's the whole thing, right? Yes, you're I learning am. something. Kind of yeah. like you and the transmission. <laughs> I'm learning. That's right. Yeah. yeah. You know, you know, he learned how to inst- uh, remove and install a transmission. Too bad it fell on him and crushed him, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> but what's killing me now, though, is that when I, you know, you post these pictures on social media, you know, and the other kids are grown up. They're going to, why didn't you take us up there? You know, <laughs> like, well, for starters, there was four of you and each one of you had a friend spending the night. And, uh, you know, that's what I feel like saying, you know? <laughs> listen i'm a parent not a sheep herder you know i'm, you I'm not go. gonna try to keep track now, of all you people yeah and now i'm a grandfather so you know what i just i just don't want the criticism anymore my job just, is to get this kid sugared up and send him home that's all i'm gonna do okay you know there's special k with chocolate in it now <laughs> i know we buy it life radio.fm it's the Mark and Max show, and, you know, in Alabama, we do have winter. You know, yeah. it, it just usually isn't, it doesn't last that long, and oftentimes, during the course of our winter, we will have, like, week or two of 70-degree temperatures, you know? Mm, yeah. And then you'll have a snowstorm, and then it's back to 75 degrees kind of thing. It's just, yeah. but we do enjoy, uh, for a couple of weeks, where it does get kind of cold. Not nearly like it does in other parts of the country where oh, they no. have a full-on winter, you know? No, no, no. Like my brother lives in Fairbanks, Alaska. Yeah. It gets to 50 below sometimes or or, or even colder. And Yeah, but you might want to point out that now that your uh, brother is reaching that age of thinking about retirement, he's thinking. not thinking of retiring there, is he? No, no, he actually is retired. And right now he's, oh, okay. he's in the Philippines. <laughs> there you go. And I send him. That's like, why. I send him little clips of, on uh, on Facebook from time to time. I'll post one of James Spann's. Because James Spann will post weather from different places, the extreme yeah. temperatures, you know. And you'll right. see it's 56 below at Fairbanks, Alaska. And I'll put it on Facebook and, and say, hey, buddy, see what you're missing? And he'll respond, why do you think I'm in the Philippines? Right. I had decades of living that. No, That's I don't right. do it anymore. You know? Wow. So many people that go up uh, to you know the north like that. I was going to say northwest. It's like that's just north, you know. It's <laughs> yes. like north to Alaska. Listen, if you've got a town named Santa Claus or nor- or North Pole, a town named yeah. North Pole, you're living way up uh, north. <laughs> yeah, and I get it. There's adventure for everybody. I started watching one of those you know shows on. I don't know which you know. I don't know what channel it's on because I don't have cable anymore. We cut the cord, but it's yeah. on one of the channels that I have an app for. And it's it's like a reality. It's a whole network devoted to reality shows. Wow. And I mean, you start scrolling through there and you see some of the biggest people you've ever seen. Some of the smallest people you've ever seen. And a dude cutting a house in half with a chainsaw because that's what he does, you know. And uh, it's like he's a homesteader or something. But they live up in Alaska. And I mean, that's their thing. It's just it's a really different way to look at life. Yeah. And I'm all for it. I'm like, you know what? I like a challenge like anybody else. I do, Mark. I And I think it's exciting when people choose that, you know, as a lifestyle of, you know, putting themselves in conditions that I would deem harsh and, you know, that they want to make it that way. And I think it's really cool, you know, to be able to challenge yourself in such a way. But every time I think about how cool it would be to do that, I think there are people that pay money to go to a gym to make somebody help them work out, you know, I'm sure that's cool too, but I ain't doing that either. Why do I want to live in a place where if I get up and go to the bathroom in the middle of the night, I might need ice skates. And chances are when I go to flush the commode, there's no water to go down because it's frozen. Why? Because I live in the opposite side of hell. I'm freezing to death all the time. I mean, you know, you got people working by remote, you know, on the internet, uh, and this place doesn't have the internet. You know? <laughs> and you forgot. When Nanook of the North is your, you got a trophy of Nanook of the North in the corner saying, that's who you want to aspire to be like here on Earth, you know? I'm sorry. 
Here, Nanook, take this lighter. Maybe it'll save your life someday. You know? You forgot about the wildlife. You open the back door to go out to the bathroom, yeah. and there's a moose standing there. Well, hey. Yeah. You're not going. And he's not talking to Rocky. No. LifeRadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac Show. And we appreciate you joining us. We appreciate you, you know, going to the main website for liferadio.fm. We appreciate you sharing it on your uh, social media. Um, we're just thankful to have the opportunity to do this. And uh, I will tell you that I watched over the weekend. One of the first things I told Mark this morning, you might want to watch this. Oh, yeah. It was the eyes of Tammy Faye. Okay. And it's about uh, Tammy Faye Baker. And I mean, of course, it's about the whole sure rigmarole yeah but it was an interesting film okay mm-hmm. and uh a good cast they did a great job uh, i was kind of shocked at how little ladonna knew about what was going on at the ptl back in the 80s wow uh, and 70s obviously i mean you know because she certainly knows who you're talking about but she really didn't know the ins and outs and i realized at the time you know all that was going on um being involved in the media and a being a Christian, I think you and I might've been a little more, um, aware yeah. of what was happening than yeah. many people Yeah, because we know the difference, you know, in broadcasting and how you pull these things off. But anyway, interesting film. Well done. I did look up, uh, you know, how you do the real versus real, the R E A L versus R E E L, you mm. know, movies versus the fact they claim to be based on. Okay. And to double check some things, because there were certain things in the movie that I was like, Hey man, I, I don't know that, you yeah, know? Yeah. Was that creative? Um, and I would look in, what? yeah, yes. And there always is, you know, there, there always is creative license in any, what they call fact based movie. Yeah. Uh, oftentimes it's because they want to, you know, you've only got 90 minutes or so to tell a whole story and they have to compress things. And anyway, Nothing really of substance was changed, but, you know, a couple locations. But anyway, interesting film. Mm. Jessica Chastain stars as Tammy Faye Baker, and I will tell you, she did a uh, a bang-up job. Andrew Garfield did a good job as Jim Baker. Mm. And what's really sad is that Jim Baker is still on television and still being accused of acting wrong, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. So, so you know, because remember, it didn't. I, we had to do a story on Jim a couple of years ago when COVID was first breaking. And I think on his, uh, his beggar channel, he was actually selling yeah, something uh, with some a, kind of COVID stuff. Yeah. Something with col- and, colloidal silver in it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, he, he got popped for that one. He sure did. Yeah. Wow. But anyway, anyway, just from the religious standpoint, okay. For those of us, uh, who the seventies and eighties where you had all of these, major televangelists on on television making serious waves you know being very involved politically speaking remember yeah. the moral majority yeah jerry falwell, uh, with jerry falwell? And, yeah yeah uh, there was a lot there and uh and anyway there were a lot of things i'd forgotten because mm-hmm. it was a long time ago but yeah. anyway i it's not a movie i would have sat out i wouldn't have gone i've got to watch that you know right um i just kind of did it out of curiosity yeah. And uh, anyway, <laughs> it's that same thing that pulls you towards the fat people show. That same thing. Every time, every, every time, Mark, every time I'm like, if we could cross these really, really fat people with the really, really small people and it would we'd call it real life bowling balls, you know, <laughs> the Mark and Mac show. liferadio.fm it is the mark and mac show and just as a quick reminder it will be a short work week four days you know because we were off yesterday so hooray (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's funny you know we had a uh ladonna and i had kind of a plan you know for what we were going to do and the plan consisted on determining what part of the couch was most comfortable (laughs) when the recliner is not in use you know that was kind of it was a whole plan yeah we never got to experience that plan mark bless your heart so what happened to get in the way of that plan everything (laughs) everything so life yes we'll just leave it at that hey mark there is a uh tsa sharing their annual list of strange items confiscated Mm -hmm. at airports which always makes you say what 
were you thinking? Have you ever seen a lot of airports? They'll actually have a plexiglass display that's full of the stuff they've taken off people trying to board on a plane with them. Have you ever seen what's in some of those displays? Like, yeah. like weed eaters, leaf blowers, <laughs> everything from pocket knives to things you'd think, how did you think you were going to get that on a plane? <laughs> weird stuff and most travelers have learned the hard way you just can't carry like a bottle of water past airport security it ain't happening but some people just don't get the message about what's allowed on a plane and what isn't so the tsa releases an annual list of the strangest items confiscated at airports just to raise awareness in a pun filled video on twitter the tsa announced its top 10 catches for 2021 although some of them you may have trouble seeing the humor in. Uh, they say the, our officers found some fully from some truly unusual items. They worked hard to keep travelers safe as they returned to the skies. You decide. Number 10, bullets hidden in a deodorant stick. Yeah. Number nine, long barrel. Wait a minute. Hold on, hold on. Bullets. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I can see that. Sure. What's the problem with that? Sure. Uh, (laughs) Number nine was a long barreled antique looking pistol. Mm. Number eight, a breakfast Mm. burrito with meth inside of it. (laughs) Was that a McDonald's worker that was really mad or somebody getting creative? You know, no. Number seven was a belt buckle hiding a firearm. (laughs) Number six. This one may be my favorite. A meat cleaver. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Ward was looking for that thing. That's right, yes. That's the third son you never heard about. Meat cleaver. Yeah. Number five, a can of bear spray. That's gonna go. That's gonna go over big on the flight if it goes off. A number. Four. That was the one your brother had when he was headed back after visiting you. <laughs> that's right. Uh, number four okay. was a machete. <laughs> that's right in there with a the meat cleaver. Number three yeah. was fireworks. Fireworks. Wow. I wish I could tell the story, but there is, I can't mention names, but there was a certain individual associated with an association I worked with for a while who was going on a mission trip with that organization and thought, you know what? I need to take something for the kids. We're going to go see in the streets. Uh, I'll take fireworks. (laughs) Come on now. I'm not kidding. Uh, Number two, a wine bottle holder that looks like a gun. And number one, (laughs) the number one item, a chainsaw. Wow. <laughs> now, I don't understand why a chainsaw couldn't go on the plane, right? <laughs> well, if you're not getting a weed eater on, you're not getting yeah. a chainsaw on. <laughs> the TSA does prohibit carrying guns, knives, bludgeons. bludgeons. Darn, there goes, I can't take my bludgeon collection on the plane. <laughs> so, I thought that's something you did, not something that was. I thought it was an action, not an actual item. Yeah. <laughs> Self-defense devices like pepper spray, any replicas of those items. No, you can't take those on planes either. <laughs> so before you take your next flight and you're thinking, you know, maybe I could get the snowblower on the flight. That'll save me some money. You might want to check the TSA rules first. Man. <laughs> wow. Just wow, Mark. I know. I'm making notes. We're going to have to slow down for a second. There's a couple I want to try. (laughs) LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mag Show. We appreciate you taking time out of the day to uh, join us. I will tell you that this uh, station, when you're like on your phone, man, and uh, you, I I did this yesterday. That's why it's kind of jumping out at me for whatever reason uh ran into somebody I hadn't seen in a while and hey what are you doing now and i'm like oh thought i'd already gone over this but you know it's one of those things where you know so I'm like well you know mark and i are doing life radio.fm blah 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 and really what is that i instead of going through the whole rigmarole i just pulled it up and said here you know well where is that dave it's uh, right here exactly. yeah but where yeah okay <laughs> we're, we, you, we're at the dollar general okay and here yeah. it is right there just download it well where would i get that do you, do you have a uh-huh. who's on first I'll, i was like so do you use a jitterbug is that what we got here I, uh, yeah uh, 
I ran, anyway, I had a similar experience at the ENT Friday when I went to get really? shots and stuff. And, and the yeah. girl behind the counter, she looked at me, she says, um, who was it you used to work with? <laughs> I looked at her really funny and said, you were on the radio. I said, oh yeah, the Mark and Mac show. Dave Mack was my partner. And uh, she said, yeah, she said, oh, we, I used to listen to you guys all the time. I said, well, that's awesome. You know, we're still around. And I handed her a couple of stickers. And she's looking mm-hmm. at the stickers, and it says liferadio.fm right. on the big right. round gotcha. sticker, you know. She says, so where is this? Yep. With exactly the same mm-hmm. thing you're going through. Where is yep. this? It's, it's online. It's, yep. it's an app. Doesn't yep. matter what kind of phone you got, there's an app for it. So just, you know. Yep. <laughs> just, oh, my. Where is this? And that is, and that's the reason everywhere. I laughed when you said that. Is it, that yeah, every time you explain it is it, everywhere. Every time you explain it to somebody, they ask you, and where is this? Mm-hmm. What station is that on? <laughs> <laughs> oh. that is the station it's a website go go look you'll see <laughs> and the thing is okay in all honesty it's such a wonderful thing for you to ask you know for somebody to actually ask hey where you know there is a real curiosity of i'd like to listen to you again and, yes you know, exactly and i love that yeah, but me too. <laughs> but but <laughs> it does hit that part where I told her, uh, okay, here it is. It's everywhere. You can listen to this right here without any interference from a local affiliate. Now, yes, there are going to be some affiliates in 2022 that will be carrying live radio. And bear in mind, you can listen to them, and they'll add in their local commercials and things like that. Or... You could listen to this, okay? And and this is really cool all the time. Yeah. Anyhow. It really does get to be kind of like who's on first, you know? It's it like, does. And it's like third base. Yep. And I feel like saying, okay, I really don't know how it works, but here's the app, you know? In retrospect, maybe when I was designing the layout for the logos and everything, instead of spelling the word dot, I should have just put a big dot there. <laughs> and I looked at both of them and thought, no, actually, if if you look at that sticker, that logo, and it says liferadio.fm, your brain should say, oh, it's a website. That's what your brain mm-hmm. should say, you know? Clearly, uh-huh. clearly yeah. a lot of brains aren't saying that. Liferadio.fm. It's the Mark and Mac show where when I see the headline that screams hospitalized woman injured, I'm thinking because it's Mark Congleton who sent this, <laughs> what could there possibly be? See, I get blamed for everything on here. Okay. No matter what it is, Dave Max is so mean. Dave Max, but Mark's really the guy that's prodding you with that electric cow prod thing. You know, this or, is, this you is know, a true he's, thing, yes. He's the guy poking you with the, the rose bush. See how pretty the flower is? <laughs> and it's that. been that way for the t- entire time we've been together. <laughs> yes, it is. Because people, that Dave Mack, I can't believe you said that. And it's you almost always me. <laughs> and I almost always say, you know, I used to say, but I didn't say it. Mark did. And they look at me like, yeah, right. Now you're a liar, too? <laughs> and what can you do? You'd say, okay, well, I, I, I'll make sure we do better. Yeah. That's, that's I, all you can do. <laughs> next time, I won't say excuse me when I'm in the elevator, okay? There we go. <laughs> oh, my goodness. In South Africa, there was a woman, not any ordinary woman, but a woman who was admitted to a hospital with a migraine. Well, she had her stay extended. She was ready to leave the hospital. When she moved mm-hmm. the TV, the TV was on an adjustable arm up above her bed. TV mm-hmm. fell off on her head. <laughs> oh, no. She had a mild concussion. What kind of TVs are they using there, man? No. They got those big tube TVs. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was going to say that. 65 incher, I've got, I could actually fold it in half and fly it across the room as an airplane. I know. They're so, they're so light nowadays. <laughs> Wow. She really did not want to go back to work. No, she really didn't. Liferadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And 
We appreciate you joining us each and every day. We ask you to tell a friend because we're too lazy to tell anybody, and uh, we just appreciate you. Well, it's not that we're uh, lazy. It's that every time we do, they look at us weird and ask us, where is that? <laughs> That's right here. Um, I will tell you, Mark, the company that makes Twizzlers, mm-hmm. they have two different kinds. They look the same pretty much, but they're strawberry, and, and some are hard as a rock, dry, and they're like a straw, okay? Okay. And then the others are the peel-and-eat candy, like licorice. All right. And at Halloween, Braylon, you know, because I didn't want my grandson's teeth rotting out, I helped him eat some of his candy. Oh, you're, and a, you're a good granddad. I found some Twizzlers. Yeah, I'm, yeah bad dad. So <laughs> I actually helped him with some of these Twizzlers, and I enjoyed them. They were really cool because the, the peel-apart ones, like I said, they're like eating red rope licorice, mm. okay? Pretty cool stuff. And... I enjoyed them. He didn't really care for them, so I went ahead and helped myself. Now, I say he didn't care for them because if he did care for them and I ate them, I'd be bad. <laughs> right. So the fact that I convinced him that he doesn't like them, you know. <laughs> so anyway. No, seriously. Seriously. I you, didn't, you, you want to yeah. sell this whole island to me for a bunch of beads. Come on. <laughs> I do. I really do. Anyway, so I go to the store and I'm like, hey, you know, I eat gummy worms. That's my normal thing. I have a bag of gummy worms while we're doing the show. And yep. there you go. But anyway, so I'm at the Dollar General the other day and I see Twizzlers. I'm like, ooh, I think I'll get me a bag. Mm. Got home. I was so excited. I opened the thing up and I go and I'm like, wait a minute. This is not the same thing that I got for Halloween. What, what in the world are we dealing with? And that's when I found out, Mark, there are two different types. One is like a straw. Ooh. That's not the one Papa likes. Oh, no. But it's the one I got. Uh-oh. This is bad. I was going to complain to management. <laughs> yeah. I was going to complain to the manager at the Dollar General, but the general manager, the actual manager was running the cash register, but was also restocking shelves in the very back of the store at the same time. Always. And I really didn't feel like holding up the 27 other people that were in line at the time. But I did get home and looked it up online. <laughs> Has anybody else gotten frustrated with the all-new Twizzler? That's when I found out, Mark. It wasn't a brand new one. It was the same old one. It's just I bought the wrong one. <laughs> so I went back to the store. Yes. They didn't have what I was looking for. So I went to another store. And because there's a Dollar General every quarter of a mile now, you know. Yes. I went to 11 of them. <laughs> Each one of them had the same one. Uh-huh. When I finally made it to the 12th store, and I was only 800 feet away from my house, I found the Twizzlers I was looking for. In the last I place bought them looked. all. <laughs> yeah. Because oftentimes, when I find something, I keep looking. <laughs> but anyway... So I bought three of these big boxes of those things, you know? Wow. And now I've got to find a way to hide them because I, I, you know, you can't admit that you did that. You know, that's not a good thing to admit. Uh, I'm too old to admit that I eat like a child, you know? So where'd you buy these? Sam's Club? I, no, the DG. <laughs> no, the DG, they were on the top shelf. I broke the law. I got up there and got them myself. <laughs> I didn't ask for help. You know Why? Because the help was the same person running the cash register who was talking toilet paper in the back of the store true. and was on his way to help unload the truck. That's because true. at Dollar General, they only have one employee to do seven jobs, you know? So you bought all they had, huh? So you've got, you've got like a yeah. lifetime supply of these things. Some people are doomsday preppers. <laughs> Not Dave. Yeah. He's a, tw- no. he's a Twizzler prepper. Well, the thing is, is I'm wondering now because I've got my supply of gummy worms, you know, and I'm wondering which ones will go bad first because I got to eat them in order, you know. <laughs> well, it's a rough. We'll life. find out. Now, I just thought that that was how I spent my Saturday, Mark. Wow. Good, now, good I explaining you, to your wife yeah. how you spent twenty eight dollars at Dollar General on candy, <laughs> you know. And half a tank of gas driving all over the place. I mean, you'd have thought, you would have thought I was saving lives, man. (laughs) 
liferadio.fm, the Mark and Max show. And I love how Mark puts titles on different news stories that he'll send to me because I try to figure out just based on the title, okay, what is this going to be about? Now, this is what it says. January is a killer. (laughs) What I saw in my mind, January is a killer whale. That's what I saw in my mind, okay? Just so you know. Yep. I'm not kidding. The third cousin I'm of seeing Shamu. a black and white fish. That's it. That's what I'm picturing in my head. I don't. I think I need therapy, Mark. I don't know. I think you need more Twizzlers. Um, ah. <laughs> and here's, here's the deal. If you're not feeling well this month, you might want to pay a visit to your doctor. It seems January has the distinction of being the seasonal peak of deaths for the year. A professor <laughs> wow. at the University of Alberta believes the January increase is due to many factors, including the harsh effects of cold weather and people, get this, unconsciously postponing death until after Christmas. Oh, come on now. And that's the entire reason I chose to drop this story in today is that last bit. People wow. Un- people unconsciously deciding, ah, I'm not going to die until after Christmas. I'll die after the holidays. <laughs> 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 wow this guy's in alberta is, huh it's cold in canada i think his crazy. brain's frozen you know <laughs> life radio.fm it's the mark and mac show where during the music we were having a really really intense dork slash geek <laughs> tech conversation you know and amazingly as mark was telling me these technical stories i understood them and i remember thinking there was a time you know i never mocked the smart tech people because i knew eventually i was going to end up working for them yeah but you know there was a time yeah thing and it's funny that that bugs me but that's just it. And yeah. In that, that kind of, yes. And, and uh, just as a brief explanation, won't go into the total nerd detail, but I, from time to time on my computer, I'll do speed tests to see what my, my web access right. speed is working like, because we do a lot of digital connections to different things. And it's, it's, mm-hmm. it's important that we get the best service possible. And so I'm checking it and it's sending, it's sending the test to someplace you would think, okay, well, it's going to send the test to somewhere nearby, somewhere in town, something like that. It's in Alberta, Canada. It sends this thing to Canada. It's pinging someplace in Canada to see how fast my internet service is going. Why? Why does it do yeah. that? And why, when it tells it gives me the option to change the server to send it to, does it tell me I'm seven miles from Detroit, Michigan? Why? Yeah, I would have to say something is wrong, Mark. Something, I'm just something. I'm just spitballing here. I'm telling you, my equipment's All right. confused. In yeah, well. There you go. Yeah. In Orange County, California, the headline screams humming in California court backfires. Now, hmm. are we talking about humming like when you're just trying to keep yourself company in the dark so you're not scared? Where, <laughs> I mean, is that what we're talking about humming? I think we're talking about humming <clears throat> so you don't hear what somebody has to say. As part of a okay. plea deal in a drug oh, case. Yeah, okay. as part of a plea deal in like, a drug like case. Like sticking your fingers in your ears when uh-huh. you're a little kid. La, 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 I'm la, la, not la, la, listening la. to you. Yeah, that's right, okay. yes. Okay, uh, gotcha. Orange right. County Prosecutor Claudia Alvarez tried to warn defendant Rogelio Garcia Jr. that he could be charged with murder if he ever sells fentanyl-laced drugs causing a death. But Garcia didn't want to hear that. With his hands shackled, he couldn't put his fingers in his ears. So on the advice mm. of Deputy Public Defender... Justin Cirilla, prosecutors say Garcia started humming in open court and he kept humming loudly until Cirilla gave him the sign to stop. This novel strategy hit a sour note with Judge Cynthia Herrera, who rejected the plea deal and ordered Garcia to face trial and the prospect of a longer sentence. It's unclear whether the humming defense will catch on at Southern California courthouses, but it shows the lengths that defense attorneys will take to push back on efforts by prosecutors in some counties to charge fentanyl-related deaths as murders. Prosecutors don't consider the deaths as overdoses, but as poisonings. By issuing a warning, they believe they'll strengthen the case for potential murder charges later on. 
Wow. State law provides for a similar strategy in drunk driving cases in which intoxicated drivers who have been previously warned of the risks and dangers of such behavior can be charged with murder if they cause a traffic death. So this guy, he, well, can't, stick, he can't stick his fingers in his ears, so he just hums out loud so he doesn't hear the warning. Under the direction yeah. of counsel, might I add. Yeah. You know, Mark, there's so many things wrong with this. Oh, yeah. But I've often wondered, I mean, the the war on drugs in our lifetime, I, I you know, Richard Nixon, uh, if I'm not mistaken, he was the one who actually began the war on drugs, you know, and public enemy number one kind of thing. Okay. And he did it because he knew he was truly public enemy number one, but he just thought, well, it'd be drugs. And we've been throwing money at the problem forever. And it's like, it goes from one drug to the next you know when one drug comes along another takes its place and whether it's crack meth pills you know you crack down on each one of these things purdue pharma whatever you want to do there's another drug ready to take its place and Mm. fentanyl is the drug that i don't know why drug people have done what they've done with the drug you know why they're adding it to the heroin or whatever trying to get, I guess, get people more addicted. I mean, we're already dealing with addiction at a level that is almost unbelievable. You know, if you didn't have it right in front of you, you would think there's no way I, I just don't get it. But until we actually, if you're a make it all legal, B actually make the, the, the time in prison count, you know, Mm, that those are our only options because either you give up, or you do something, you know, you've got the laws on the books, enforce them and make a mandatory sentence. It's like you sell drugs on the street, you go to prison yeah. and it's not a 10 year sentence where you get out after 22 months for good behavior. Yeah. I'm talking, you go to prison and if their prison is overcrowded, we're going to give you a sheet, a couple of sticks. And if you kill somebody with them, we're going to charge you with murder, but make your own tent in the yard, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's, there's got to be some, I mean, I don't know why, and yeah. I will tell you, every time we get into the discussion about, well, what if we were to legalize them? You know what the argument is? Well, then you got to set up the drug treatment centers. Wait a minute. Why is it that I, our tax dollars have to be used for that? Hmm. You know, because somebody's bad behavior, somebody's bad choices means I have to pay to fix them? Yeah. I, I don't think so. I just, until there's some reality here, either enforce the laws on the books make the penalty stick. And I mean it, if you, if you actually remember back in the nineties, when crack was just decimating entire cities Mm, and the, the decision was made, you know what? We are going to charge crack dealers with a harsher sentence than powder cocaine dealers. And it was, and it did help. Think about it. Mm -hmm. Once the, once the dealers found out, wait a minute, I could actually do real 10 year time in prison for crack. Whereas powder I'm on the street in 90 days. I mean, it really did stop. If you go back and look at when did crack actually start going away? I mean, it's still out there, but you know what I mean? That's what did it was these mandatory Mm -hmm. sentences, harsher sentences for crack dealers that actually helped. And of course, you know, during the Obama era, they reversed all those. Yeah. Those know it's wrong to treat people differently. It was a deterrent that worked. Yeah, it's a deterrent. Deterrents do work. There have to be consequences. Yeah. If there, any parent knows that, because if there are, if there are consequences to bad behavior, then your children alter their behavior. It's just it, yep. it's it's human nature. It's just the way we're wired. So there have to be consequences. Those consequences are deterrents, and when you water them down, the problem gets worse. Yep. If you don't believe me, yeah. look at California right now. Where well, they're, they're hey, taking Mark, away you know, the penalty, penalty for doing all kinds of things. They're putting people on the street within 24 hours, and they're going back out and doing exactly the same thing again over and over and over and over again. Yeah, but you know out in L.A., the uh, the guy, that uh, the new DA there that was yeah. Uh, yeah. a bought and paid for Soros guy, right. actually charged a 26-year-old tranny as a juvenile for raping a 10-year-old. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, again, if the uh, public officials are not doing their job, this is not going to oh, get better. And remember, a public defender told this guy to hum in court. Yeah. So he wouldn't hear. Oh, yeah. So yeah. that's what's hey. going on. Wow. 
planning for his next crime. Yes. LifeRadio.fm. It is the Mark and Mag Show, and thank you for joining us today. We do appreciate yeah. it. I got to tell you about my bulldog real quick, Mark. Okay. Um, Hannah and uh, LaDonna and Braylon. Now, they gave me one of those invitations that was like, they were telling me what they were going to do, but they didn't want me to go, which meant they're probably going to hit thrift stores, yard sale, or Walmart. Okay. <laughs> and Braylon was going. He wanted to, he just didn't, he was tired of being in the house. He wanted to go. And you. so I'm listening to, I at first, see, I thought they wanted me to go with them. I did. And I had some stuff I needed to do around the house, but hey, man, I'm a, I'm a guy. I'm a family guy. I'll go and do. I thought they needed me to go to help keep, you know, with Bray so they could do whatever, which I don't mind. But it wasn't like that. They didn't want me to go. Mm. And they had a plan of what they were going to do and how they were going to do it. And uh, so I was fine. I'm like, well, you know what? I'm going to sit here and just chill for a little while. Mm -hmm. So, Hank, I got my recliner and Hank sat at my feet. This English bulldog is a, he's ready for two tons of fun. I mean, he's ready for his own reality show. Okay. But it's like living with a really old fat man. And there were times and, and Mark, there were times where usually dogs are silent, but deadly mm -hmm. when they, when they do yes, their, you know, right. when they're yeah. not Hank, I'm not kidding. I hear him over there breathing. He's snoring and then, Oh no. I start looking around. I'm like, who can? Who else is here? I'm thinking it couldn't have been him. There, that ha I'm hearing something. You know, there's no. I've never heard a dog do this. And I'm looking at him, and he's looking real innocent. He's got his eyes shut, mm -hmm. but I can tell. You know, they're not like shut, like sleeping. They're kind of squinted a little, like he's trying to keep them shut, like he's trying to pretend that he's asleep. But all the while, he's going, and he's right at my feet. He is right at my feet, That's and awesome. this guy. I mean, think of the fattest person you know and the nastiest food they could. Think about John Panette after a, a breakfast of beans walking through walk, London, okay? Walk the big guy around a bit. Yeah. Well, this lasted for about 30 minutes. And I finally think, okay, nobody's going to believe me when I tell this. So I break out the old camera phone, you know, mm -hmm. and I'm like, I'm going to catch him. So you, because you don't know when something like this is going to happen, you have to be prepared, you know, rolling tape. And so I start rolling it. Right. Mm -hmm. And now he's not doing anything. <laughs> so I'm like, stop, delete. <laughs> oh, come on. I finally just told LaDonna, look, when you get home, I've used all the Lysol. I don't know what else can be done. Pick Lysol you know? up on your way home. <laughs> yeah. Please stop by the Dollar General and, and buy a case of Febreze. And if you can, Come on. <laughs> and, and go ahead and grab me some more Twizzlers. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Mark and Mac are back. The Mark and Mac Show. Weekday mornings on LifeRadio.fm.